Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. If I ask you, what does the gospel mean? What would you say? Immediately, people think, well, the word gospel means good news, and indeed it does. We've been talking about this good news in a bad world. Uh, someone else would say, well, a, a strict definition of the gospel, uh, the Apostle Paul gives us, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The message of the gospel is that Christ died for our sins, that He was buried, and that He rose again from the dead according to the Scripture. So it's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And indeed, that is the simple definition of the gospel message. But I want you to see today that the gospel affects everything. It touches every area of your life. It is, if you'll permit me to use this analogy, the hub from which every other spoke in life grows out of. It is the center of everything. It is the heart of who Christ is and why He came. Now we've noticed in Philippians chapter number 1, numerous references to the gospel. I want to take one with you today. It's found in Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Let me read the verse. The Bible says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together, here's the phrase, for the faith of the gospel. The faith of the gospel. Now, someone's going to say, should it not be faith in the gospel? No, our faith is in the person of Jesus Christ. It's not simply in a thing or in a message. It's in an individual. It's in a person, and that's the Lord Jesus. But we heard about Christ through the gospel. So Paul's reference, the Holy Spirit's wording here is beautiful. It is the faith of the gospel. It is that faith in Christ that grows out of the message of the gospel. You see, there's power when the gospel is preached. When the true gospel of Christ is preached, the Holy Spirit uses it. He works in our hearts to bring about true faith in the person of Jesus Christ. What I want you to see, though, is that the faith of the gospel is not just the means by which we are saved. It is also the means by which we live. You see, the Christian life is a faith life. I would remind you that Philippians 1.27 was not written to lost people. It was written to saved people. Now, sometimes we have this idea that we come to Christ through faith and then we're going to live it through our own energy and strength. Friend, you're going to be a terribly frustrated Christian. You're going to be a defeated Christian. The joyful, victorious Christian life is always rooted in faith. John wrote in one of his epistles, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You see, the faith of the gospel affects everything. Let me show you a couple of them in verse 27. First of all, the faith of the gospel affects our walk. The Bible says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. 
In other words, your everyday life, your conversation is not just your talk. It's your whole lifestyle. It's your walk. It's everything about you. The most powerful motive to holiness is not guidelines. It's the gospel. Some people think if you have enough rules and regulations, people will do the right thing. You cannot legislate morality. You cannot make people do the right thing. No, the work has to start on the inside. And the only thing powerful enough to do that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. When the message of the cross truly becomes a living reality in your life, you will want to live a holy life. You will desire to honor Jesus Christ and to please the Lord with your life. That's why I think one of the greatest things you can do every day is preach the gospel to yourself. Now, we're going to talk more about preaching the gospel to others. But have you ever thought that maybe it would be good for you to preach the gospel to yourself every day, to remind yourself every day who Christ is and who you are in Jesus Christ? Because the faith of the gospel is going to affect your walk. And then the faith of the gospel is also going to affect your warfare. You see, the Christian life is a battle. It is a battle. It's not just a walk, it's a war. It is something that you have to fight every day against your flesh and the world and the devil every day. And there are fighting terms found in this verse. Listen to these words. The Bible says that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit. There's a powerful word, stand. In other words, don't give up the ground you've gained. And then, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. That word striving is a fight word. We're wrestling, not against people, but against the devil. Not against flesh and blood, the Bible says, but against principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me just tell you, the devil's going to oppose the gospel. If you want to fight on your hands, try to live according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Try to share it with somebody else. Try to advance the gospel and you'll find yourself on the front lines of a spiritual battle. The devil's going to oppose it. The secularists around you, they're going to oppose it. They don't want the message of Jesus Christ. And that's why this verse says we're to stand fast in one spirit. We're to strive together. Friend, we need each other. We need to stay like-minded. There's a war going on and the enemy is not one another. The enemy is not another believer. We have enough battle without fighting each other. Our work, our walk, our warfare is all about getting the gospel to a dark world that desperately needs it. There's another interesting term that's used throughout Philippians chapter 1. It's the word, the defense of the gospel. It's used twice in verse 7 and in verse 17. Can I say to you that the best defense is still a good offense? And the best way to defend the gospel in a secular world and in a world where the devil is going to fight against it, is simply to live it and share it with other people. To let the gospel be real in you and through you today. So do not simply give the definition, it's the good news. Share the good news with someone. Don't simply say, well, it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Rehearse the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and what that means to you and share it with someone else. One of the ways to enjoy the journey is to live every day striving together for the faith of the gospel. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. 
If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey.